Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Hey, what's happening, Forum? It's me, Slide Whistle. Tis I, Amusation. I feel like it's uh, been a while since we've addressed the Forum here. Hey, what's going on, Forums? It's me, Aaron, Fire Magic Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. And let me see what the latest articles here are on the front page. Rain Wilson of The Office changes his name to Rainfall Heatwave Extreme Winter to protest climate change. Is that real? Is that a real headline uh, that you just is, read to me? That is real. Rain Wilson has all the money he'll ever need because of office credentials. So he's just he's just doing some silly stuff now. You know, I was kind of worried because normally at the top of the hour here, and if, if you're talking about a celebrity, it normally is somebody who's died. And I'm like, oh, fuck, did Rain Wilson die? No, there's far too many. But Rain Wilson's house is too far out in, like, the New Mexico desert. If he dies, no one's going to know for, like, a month. A month? I feel like people would have to find out before a month. Well, I, but I feel like it would be, like, his utilities are shut off, and then, like, the phone man's like, well, I gotta, I gotta steal your phone. That's what happens when the utilities get shut off. And then they'll see his big bloated corpse in the desert, and they're like, oh, no. Is that famed actor from The Office, Rainfall, Heatwave, Extreme Winter? You know, I'm not going to lie, though. That name is, it catches your attention pretty quickly. <laughs> it does, in fact, go pretty hard. Yep, you know what? I was like, who can remember that? But I do remember off the top of my head now, Rainfall, <laughs> Heatwave, Extreme Winter. So I can't say it's not catchy. If we're talking about going hard, how about this latest cinematic? It actually went way harder than I thought it was going to. Well, they did um, lay us up with a few snoozers for the first two parts, and um, they finally went somewhere this time. It was new lore, I feel like, and yeah, I guess let's just dive right on into it. It's part three of Dragonflight Legacies. Again, we are just continuing with Nosdormu chatting with Emberthal, and now we are to the part where Nosdormu's like, this is about you and uh, your people, the Drakfir, and your former leader, Deathwing. Yeah, he's he's like, Emberthal's like, what do you mean there's something you don't know? It's like, it's in your noggin. It's like, but I just woke up from the big sleep. And it's like, well, let's check your noggin in the magic mirror. And it was revealed that the Drakfir, I mean, Emberthal Which is one? black, but... The, yes, there are so many Drakthir, and they come in so many special colors. And all the colors used to work together because Nalfarian had a magical device to control them all. <laughs> a I, I was like, when I, when I saw it first, I was like, oh, shit, Nalfarian has a Thanos gauntlet up in here. Ooh, we're talking season three of Fortnite. <laughs> that thing fell down. No one's going to be stealing that from him. Yeah, so basically, all of the Drakthir blindly followed Neltharion because they were effectively brainwashed into doing his bidding. I, I'm pretty sure Emberthal said something to the effect of, like, we were under his influence. She said something to try and not use the phrase brainwash, and then everyone online is like, mm, morally dubious. It's just order. Ma it's just an order magic influx. That's it. You just got a little order magic in you. You know, sometimes you're feeling a little chaotic. You know, take a hit of the order. Emberthal, after she crushed a dragon child, said, "We were just following orders. Come on." And then she fled to the jungles of Venezuela. 
Well, anyways, back to like wow, wow, uh, the cinematic and. Basically, what happens is the primalists attack uh, Neltharion and his Drakthir. I forget, in the cinematic, did they say why they were attacking? Razagath attacked. I don't think they said why. No, it's it's just the general general bad guy thing of, like, they wanted to return... The world wasn't much to begin with, but they wanted to return it to an even more primordial, uh, like, time in history. They wanted to get rid of civilization and just be like, just make it raw fire and raw wind. Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, from outside of the cinematic, I believe we know that the primalists uh, really just don't like that the titans and dragon aspects are, like, controlling them or trying to, like, shape them, right? Yeah, they just they just want free and nasty weather all the time. They don't like that. The elements are controlled by others, and the elemental planes are shut off from this world. And they see they see dragons as like almost like aberrations because they're evolved out of the elements. So they're also probably a little jealous, you know, that they look a lot cooler than the elementals do. <laughs> After ten million years of having little baby arms, you get a little jelly. But yeah, Razagath uh, is waging war on them. He's flying in. They are fighting with the Drakthir. And at some point, uh, Neltherion's Thanos gauntlet falls off and smashes onto the cliffside and breaks. And then in that moment, all order amongst the Drakthir is lost. And they have their first free thoughts, I believe. <laughs> Which is funny. So like, because Razagath, when you first look at him, you just see like a big dumb dragon, right? A big dumb little dragon. But... I feel like he probably targeted the gauntlet. So, like, how intelligent is Razagat? You know what I mean? Is he, like, is he aspect levels of intelligence? Yeah, I don't know, because in Dawn of the Dragons, when they would talk in first person, the primal dragons, it was in, like, Ungabunga caveman language. But I feel like Razagat has to be more developed than that. Like, he might look like a proto-simplistic dragon, but he has to have aspect level understanding of the world yeah because that was a, a a targeted attack on that gauntlet knowing that that would severely weaken neltherion and his drakthir army um so basically this turns the tide in this little like battle that they're having and neltherion realizes that they're losing the battle so then at this point it's like a kind of a big reveal that he's like oh to fight off the primalists and razageth I need to use my secret hidden power, which is, you know, I've been communing with the old god, so he, like, calls upon the Void to fight back against Razagath. And the Void fucking just vacuums up Razagath into, like, yep, a just Superman <laughs> portal. <laughs> Doesn't kill any of the Primalists. He just puts them in a hole somewhere else, and it's like, and they will never have to deal with them ever again. Hmm, you know, that seems, what if that's a very popular Titan way of dealing with things? Locking them away and not thinking about them for a while. That is very true. They have done that with a number of people. The Titans, (laughs) they don't want to get in any fights. They don't want to punch anyone. They're just going to be like, hey, can you get my key? (laughs) Can you get something out of the truck? Serve your life sentence. And then they lock the door. (laughs) They're like, I'm not letting you in, Jerry. Iron it out, please. So I, I believe the next thing and the kind of last thing in the cinematic is that Nosedormu then is like uh, Emberfall. Then after after this, uh, basically Neltherion turns on you guys, and then Emberthal's like, "No, he would never." And then like they go back to the memory of when, effectively, Neltherion 
locks them all up in the cave where they are there for their eternal slumber until they wake up now and like well next week in Dragonflight pre-patch part two and yeah he like time magic freezes them or something in this dark sleep and then he just turns his back on them and Nozdormu's like yeah he knows that uh, now that you guys had your free will you weren't as useful to him. Yeah, she says something to the effect of like, it would have been a less cruel fate simply to strike us down there. And I'm like, oh, that's that's wrong. That's not even right. I feel bad for y'all. Like, she didn't even know that any of that happened. She forgot it all happened. She, <laughs> she was happy when she woke up, right? Yeah, I mean, she was confused, but then Nose Dormer was like, you know, cluing her in. And <laughs> Nose Dormer was like, you're, I'm just going to make you feel bad real quick. We just need, this is some scary times, and we need some bad vibes ASAP. Yeah, but then he kind of gives her hope, because at the end he's like, yeah, you know, uh, your leader betrayed you and did this to you, but now you have free will, and now you write your own story, and also you're needed, because guess what? And then Emberthal's like, I sense them. The Primalists have returned. So, the Primalists seem like the good guys here, don't they? (laughs) It seems like they just want to be, they just want to live their lives. (laughs) Also, like, we didn't get the motives of Razageth in this little clip. It was only from the viewpoint of Emberthal and, effectively, like, uh, Notharion. You know, I kind of jokingly said this to you guys, like, the other day when this first came out. I was like, y'all, Razageth, good guy. He sensed that Notharion was being corrupted by the Void, so he's like, yo, Primalists, we must go take him down because the Void is on our island now. Yeah, like... He said that, and I was like, that's silly. And then I'm watching it, and I'm like, wait, literally, like, this could be what's happening. Like, they can feel bad energies. It's obviously been inside of him so much that he could just pull it out easily to suck a big portal around Razagath, so... I just wanna... I just wanna talk to... I wanna talk to Razagath about the the size of his scope here. Like, if he's like, I want to turn all of the Dragon Isles into an elemental plane, I'd be like, I mean... Sure, you can have it. Like, stay in your your funny little zone, and you guys can do whatever you want here. We're not going to mess with you. Now, if he's like, I want to glass the entire planet, it's like, well, hey, bud, I live there. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I mean, like, we can ask him, because uh, he will be the final boss of this upcoming raid, in the first raid in Dragonflight. But he's probably going to be really mad, because, you know, he's been locked in the void by uh, Deathwing for who knows how long, and... I don't know. When people are, like, locked away in the void and return, I don't think they're all there when they come back, so I don't know exactly if he'll be willing to talk or able to talk. All I'm saying, use some sand powers, Norzdomu's coming back, send us back in time to talk to Nystagath. I want to talk to Razdagath 10 million years ago, see if he's a good fella. Maybe he can help us fix some things. So what is the mechanism that didn't allow anyone else to know about this so because Nozdormu needed the memories of 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 Emberthal right so obviously he wasn't there he didn't see it but he didn't even fucking know that any of this happened how was a primalist attack on the Dragon Isles go how's that gone like unbeknownst to them but Notharion knew about it was it because of his Drakthir well I I have a I have an idea about this actually um because when the Aspects left they were not able to go back to the Dragon Isles. So, like, maybe... Okay, so basically, the the viewpoint of this event, I assume, was only seen by the Primalists, Razagath, Neltharion, and the Drakthir. 
Um, Razgath and the Primalists were all locked away in Voidland, so he can't, you know, and he probably wouldn't talk to them. They all had to fight and kill Deathwing, so, like, there goes that viewpoint. And then the Drakthir are all locked away in Slumber. But the Therion is an aspect. If he is an aspect. So if he's an aspect, and the aspects didn't know how to get back to the Dragon Isles, how did he, he was just going back and forth? Like, just no one noticed him gone? Like, when he was going back, you know? Yeah, like, so it's implied that the Drakthir were just his little buddies, and he did not talk about them with anyone else. This It was an army that only he knew of on this area that only he visited. And I believe in, like, the first or second one of these legacy things, uh, Nosdormo effectively said, like, yo, you know, we kind of turned a blind eye to Notharion. We didn't really see the signs that he was being corrupted by the old gods. So I honestly think they just weren't paying attention. They just, like, trusted, like, yeah, this is our buddy. Yeah, Yeah, they they had to go and cultivate the entirety of Azeroth, especially back then when it was one huge island. So it's like... I'm too busy with ice stuff to think about what you're doing over there. I just think it's crazy that these, like, powerful, supposedly all-knowing beings with all the connections in the world can't figure out that one of the five of them knows how to get back to the Dragon Isles that nobody knows how to get back to. Also, has created a Master Cypher Dia situation where he's created an entire fucking clone army and nobody knows anything about it? Like, like... <laughs> And then there's a primalist attack. There's so, are 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 the dragon flights that incompetent? Like, or is it just powerful blinding void magic? Well, I mean, I just kind of assumed some things about the timeline of when this happened. For all we know, this all could have happened before they even left the Dragon Isles. But like, I feel like the bottom line is that the other aspects just weren't paying attention. <laughs> And I guess it's not like Nefarion's going to talk about it because, like, they're getting sandwiches at the Wawa that's on the state on the island. And it's like, oh, I just killed all the Primalists. They're like, oh, shit, how'd you do it? And then he has to be like, mm, I made wow. a big tentacle door. And then it's like, you what? So, yeah, he probably just got rid of them, put his little boys in a cave. And he was just like, well, that was Tuesday. I didn't think about the timing of this one being the week before we get Evokers. That's kind of fun. So, like, I'm assuming then the fourth one will be about them, like, joining the world and seeing Azeroth. They better do, like, a cool, like, tourist picture, like, photo montage of them posing in front of, like, famous Azeroth locations doing kawaii figures. <laughs> There's just one who has two, like, staves and he's doing the Iron Forge guy thing. Or, like, there's one who's, like, in the stockades, and the Stormwind stockades, like, I visited the Stormwind stockades, and all I got was this imprisonment. And, like, <laughs> this is, like, a and then, they, you just see You just see video of one kind of sticking their foot in and out of... <laughs> 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 and then, like, one of one of the generals, like, a picture of them just, like, rolling around in the mud in Ogrimmar, like, like a pig. <laughs> like a pig. There wasn't any more of the Legacies thing, right? Was that, that was pretty much the end of the video? No, yeah, it just kind of ended of, like... Whoa, whoa, it stinks, I wish I was dead. And then, yeah, sort of, as Immune said, it was like, you are given a new lease on life to help us in this new world. And then they looked at the distance. Yeah, and then they were like, the primalists will return in the next Marvel movie. <laughs> but yeah, we have like uh, two more of these, I think. Yeah, I guess. Let me look at my, my silly little calendar here. Yeah, we'll get one on the 15th and the 22nd. And then that will be release time three weeks from now. Yeah, it's coming up really fast. But I guess we can just, like, this 
you know, transitions well into um, the fact that, yeah, next week, well, next reset, so, like, the Tuesday after this is released, um, it's uh, officially phase two of their pre-patch, which is, yeah, the evokers being there, and also us getting the tier dungeon, so I feel like this is, for me at least, the exciting part of uh, pre-patch. Yeah, this is fucking, like, I'm ready to go. I've been playing God of War, and I'm like, I only, I have to beat it. So, like, I'm just sitting, powering through it. I put in, like, seven hours yesterday. I gotta put in seven more today. And they keep mentioning tier. And all I can think of is fucking wow. And in this... Oh, spoiler. If, you, if you're playing God of War, this is a spoiler. Tear's been imprisoned by Odin. And I can't help but think, you know, sometimes things, like, copy each other by accident. You know, like movies or like games. What if Odin has locked up tier, our tier as well? Hmm? Yeah, I'm just putting it together. The fact that you're playing something based on Norse mythology, which Blizzard 100% just stole everything from. So you're going to get a lot of things that are like overlapping. Well, like the only the only thing is that there's there's no tier being kidnapped story that I can find in the actual Greek mythos. So I was like, is this a famous story that I'm missing out on or something that, like, <laughs> is an obvious wild crumb? But no, there's not. But, like, how cool would that be? Tears alive. I mean, like, it, I wouldn't pa- put it past the Titans to, like, fake somebody's death who was, like, onto them for their bullshit uh, interfering in Azeroth. So, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? We talked about it. They just put them in a portal. They just said, we just found a different world for you to sit in. Sit in this portal, please. They're going to f- feel so dumb when at two of their major prisoners and portals come out during this expansion. It's like, oh, man, did we have like, do we have a warranty on these things? Do they have a timer? Our portals used to be so effective. Also, I'm just thinking like a few a few weeks ago, I think, or whatever, we were talking about um, how they were shaping the waters for the, the dragon waters. Um, was it Tyr that was in charge of that? Yes. And then um, they got, like, corrupted and or needed to be, like, pH balanced properly so that, like, uh, the dragons would be under their control. So, like, what if him, like, effectively kind of leaking this information, they were like, stop that. Or, like, he did, he's like, no, I actually don't want to, like, enslave the, oh. the aspects to be you know, mind washed by the Titans. He's like, I don't think that's right. And then they're like, hmm, do it or we'll lock you up in this uh, other portal that Aaron was talking about. He's locked up in Tears Hold. Tears Hold. It holds Tear. It holds them. <sighs> he said, we're going to punish you by making you run quests in Tears Fall. And you're like, oh no, that place is so old. They haven't done anything in there since 2010. They are definitely giving us the Titan heel turn. I mean, I know we've said this before, but now I just can't stop thinking about how far these lies extend. It's consuming my life. Yeah, I think there's going to be some kind of big reveal, some kind of big heel turn um, at some point during this expansion where, like, the Titans just officially are bad. <laughs> I I think that they're going to try to tie Shadowlands into Dragonflight a little bit. I really, at this point, I'm beginning to really lean towards the Azeroth is a first one theory that I haven't really heard that much about because I feel like no one's saying this. 
I mean, we're peddling a lot of weird theories on this podcast, so go on, go on. Tell us a little bit about this theory. No one's brave enough to mention Shadowlands lore. <laughs> we're the only people on the internet talking about it, because everyone's like, ugh, we just want to move on. <laughs> so there's six, what is it? Six forces? Is that what they're called? Yeah, like cosmic forces, forces of the cosmos. You're talking about, like, life, death, order, disorder, void and light yeah you got it i was like yours is the last one you should know yours but okay but but at the end of shadowlands we got like this uh broker alifirm alifirim who he was the guy in the book i think maybe one of the books we have did he do the yeah i mean it was also farim and like the one that we were questing with in zareth mortis i don't remember their names in zareth mortis they're all broker to me but so he had some findings um... also uh yes that is 1000 percent uh farim that's his dead name. Before oh, yeah. he became a caveman, he was formerly Alfrim. So there's a Corthian relic, because, you know, we all read those. We love our Corthian relics. Woo-hoo! That was called the Ever-Living Statuette. And it whispered. And when things whisper, it's never good. But it whispers, the seventh covets what the six hold fast. The fulcrum wavers. All will be undone. What does that last sentence even mean? Well, all will be undone could mean a lot of things, and it also could mean, like, all of the Titans' bullshit and lies will be undone. So, okay, so we we have met, we actually, we have met the six ones, or the six first ones. We've just heard about them. They each represent, as as Amin said, uh, something like order disorder, blah, 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 blah. So Azeroth could be the seventh first one, because I feel like they've been hinting at another one, another other forces being out there. So either Azrael was, like, imprisoned early on by the other first ones. I mean, we saw how easily they were going to throw, that, that they threw Zoval into jail, that the that the uh, Eternal Ones did that. So why wouldn't they went from the first ones who threw Azeroth into portal prison jail? Okay, so a fulcrum is, like, part of a mechanism of balance, right? It's, like, I believe, like, I think it's, like, the thing where, like, in a seesaw, it's, like, the thing in the middle that holds up the seesaw. So, yes. like... Good, good use of your simple machines from third grade. Oh, thank you, thank you. I have um, a full TED talk about pulleys and levers after this. I, I do have, I do in fact have a little bit of a civil engineering background. But anyways, I think that could be in reference to you know the classic fucking diagram of like the six cosmic forces that we always talk about, and that is presented to us. It's that was effectively made by the Titans, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the fulcrum that Fareem is talking about could be like what the the balance air quotes balance that the titans are presenting to us and the fact that there could be a seventh force that they just don't want us to know anything about could disrupt their perfect balance and i so okay so to to me this sounds like we're gonna be leading into wow ragnarok which is so fucking weird because every it seems like the the order people if, if this theory is true the order people are trying to keep this contained because they know once this breaks once once azeroth emerges or whatever as a first one shit's gonna go to hell and that's why that the the burning legion and the void lords and everybody else who fucking attacks us they want to set her free because they want this fulcrum to break they know shit will fucking hit the fan when it happens also, okay, so other world souls that, like, because like, we've been told that Azeroth is a world soul. Other world souls, like, we've fought before, right? 
we've only ever fought one world soul and it was Argus. And I don't know, everything about Argus felt weird. I could easily see the idea of world souls in general just being a titan lie. Because they said... Didn't they say that <laughs> it's just some weird guy. And there's like, ah, he, uh, he came from inside the planet. Although I guess, yeah, because they all claim they're world souls, but we don't know what... We've never seen a planet that they erupted from, so that could have just been anything. Also, like, the what, like that type of, air quotes, world soul that was presented to us, and if Azeroth is a world soul, Azeroth seems a lot stronger, like... Her, her, like, just the thought of her blood is strong enough to power, like, entire, like, beings and, like, communities. So it's like, why, why was that not the same thing for Argus, if that's a thing? Well, the idea, because I think they actually addressed that. I think, I think they said that Argus was, I think he was, he emerged too soon. It was like, uh, no, he's not ready yet, he's not ready yet, or something like that. It was like, they were just trying to get it out there, like, while they still could. Oh, also that he was corrupted while he was still in there, right? Yeah, like something went wrong. I think in the process, like there was like, a bunch of problems. I, I, if I am reading that correctly, but I, th- I think we read something like a couple weeks ago about how the Titans were born. They were born on another Zareth, Zareth Blorgus or Zareth Smorgus, whatever that was. It Zareth was Zareth. Ortis. Yes, it was Zareth Ortis. The Keepers? No, that was the Titans. The ti- that was where the Titans were born. Now I guess, hmm. So, like, and those are the ones that emerge from the souls of planets? Like, what if they're just fucking messing? What if they're making up bullshit? What if they don't even know how they're born? And they're being sent on these pointless tasks to go planet to planet, and there's fucking nothing out there. Well, who would be telling them to do that? Like, the first one of order? Yeah, whoever's... I mean, hey, hey, everyone's got a boss, right? Eventually, you get up to Ariana Grande at the very top. Yeah, you know, she's, Ooh, <laughs> God is a woman. Seven, and this is seven, seven forces, seven <gasps> rings. She was telling us about it. Shit, Aaron, you are on to something here. Yeah, no, she, no, she is the one. She said she gave all of her besties these seven rings, like all of the first ones, and her. You know, <laughs> order, disorder, light, void. But then Ariana, I mean Azeroth betrayed her and totally started dating her ex and Ari said why when will I ever Man, find I really, love I really fumbled the bag there it was funny that I couldn't remember the easiest ones life and death the ones we've literally been dealing with the most <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to see Ari's kinky boots <laughs> entire civilizations will be like those are grand. And she said, thanks, just bottom. And she's like, those aren't grand. They're grande. All right, back into the... Back. Then the world explodes. We're going back out in. Um, this other thing where he was like, the seventh covets with the six hold fast. Well, it's probably a connection to literally anybody. Because <laughs> Azeroth, it has been trapped inside of this little baby ball... And if she is the first one, she's seeing all of everybody else out there wandering around having fun with Sargeras and chilling with the Void people. And she's like, I'm trapped inside this stupid, stinky planet. So she would covet freedom. Maybe she's freedom. Yeah. Okay. What What would she be? So I, I whatever Azeroth would be, I feel like would have to represent the planet. Like, like everything on the planet, right? I had a theory earlier. I was talking with Slide Whistle Off Pod. That if there is a seventh uh, cosmic force that the other ones would want to inhibit, 
I think, and and if, and if it also is representative of the people of Azeroth, I think we we can workshop the name here a little bit. But I've like free will or agency or just like freedom type thing because like I feel like every cosmic being is always just like impressed and underestimates us. So like the fact that we can like think for ourselves type deal. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to counter it. There's nothing to stop it. So they're like, well, here's this ideal that is influencing all of the people, and we have no way to counteract this. This stinks. I want to get rid of it. Yeah, and you know that the Titans or whoever were like trying to order the universe, if there were, if there was an uneven number of cosmic forces, they would be like, nope, we can't have that. That's unbalanced. Let's lock lock one up. Like uh, that one. It doesn't have a counterpart. I think Azeroth is the power of the indomitable human spirit. It's a, it's a, that's that's an anime <laughs> plot. That's literally the plot of Gurren Lagan. Is that <laughs> the world is made out of the human spirit. We just keep spinning like a drill one step at a time. Dude, that's the, that's the best part. Dude, Azeroth emerges from the crust and she says, Humans were right. Orcs stink. Every other race is eradicated. Like, you just see, like, Keldershell screaming. (laughs) The Nidals are like, no, no! As humans are the only ones left. And people are like, what the f- Is this really it? And then it's just like, you log in the next day and this is EverQuest. There's just one people you can be. White people. I, I like yours, though. Like, I think some kind of freedom, like, willpower, like, I'm not sure. There is definitely, like, one good word for what we're trying to say that I cannot think of. Because, like, it's it's got to be something almost intangible, right? Had, which is why, why they locked her up. Because you can't It's tough, it. because they have never said whatever it would be, and it's not like we can play off something else to be like, oh, what's missing? Because there is no something else. So it's it's a concept that is outside of these six incredibly vague ones. Yeah, it's like something like unpredictable. I feel that's like a good descriptor of the word because like they, that's what what exactly what they would not want. Everyone knows that light is gonna fight void and void is gonna fight light. What the fuck are we gonna do? They don't fucking know, so they're scared. Could be spirit or heart. Okay, I was saying, I was saying, oh, pot. I was like, I swear to God, if it's fucking love, I'm gonna kill myself. Like. <laughs> If it's fucking Mati <laughs> holding up his little heart ring, I'm going to be kind of mad, honestly. I feel like there's so, even though we're trying to homogenize things, I feel like there's so much hate and stinky still going around. I, I'm going to be so mad when it happens. But if the world of Warcraft ends with a thing where it's like, you are all the embodiment of love. I'm about to be so pissed. Dude, what if, what if, what if, what if you're right? Like, what if instead of that, it's just war or hate? Like, some, like, really shitty Oh, she, she's actually <laughs> really scary. And then we're back on, like, the first one side. They're like, oh, my God, she's the incarnation <laughs> of pain. Yeah, lock her up. Lust. No, please. <laughs> anyway, keep your eyes, keep your eyes peeled for Theaters New You showing Azeroth. A first one? News at 11. Speaking of 11... Turn it up to 11. Yeah, turn it up to 11, Growl. Let's go. 
here we are, DN Army. One week until things really get cooking. Narigante, what's the first thing that you're gonna do once the second part of Pre-Patch hits? You know, I'm hitting up the new dungeon to get that extra exclusive mining helmet. I'm not letting it pass me by this time. Hmm, I haven't even heard of this. They're crafting a new version of the infamous mining helmet for this updated Uldaman? Well, I haven't actually seen it yet, but it's got to be a thing, right? Just think of all the money they're leaving on the table if they don't at least have the original still in there. I can't be wrong. What happens if they didn't bring it back, Nair? What happens if your little lamp friend is truly a thing of the past? Then why are we even doing this, honestly? No hat, no patch. That's final. Well, those are sobering words, friend. Take note, Ian and the gang. Get Nerhigante the hat, or else your expansion will be just as empty as my wallet after a two-for-one griffin sale. Speaking of my birds, let's saddle up and fly on over to part two of the show. Thanks, Growl. We've all deposited pee-pees and poo-poos in the proper receptacle. And now, let's go. So, this week, Slide and I got our physical copy of the Dragonflight Collector's Edition. It's honestly pretty stunning. The box itself is, I think, one of the prettier ones that I've seen. And it came with some really thick-ass pins like for each of the Dragonflight. And then a cool Alexstrasza mouse pad. Now, it does make sense that it's a very attractive looking box. Because if you'll remember, uh, it was a former Sexiest NPC of the Week. What does it feel like to finally get your hands around this? I was going to say curvaceous, but it's not. It's a rectangle. It kind of is curvaceous, though. You know, I did run my fingers over its elevated ridges. I will say, I will say, as sexy, as sexy as she is, hey, listen, that was like seven weeks ago. We've had six other sexiest NPCs since then that I've been thinking about a little more longer. <laughs> Including this week's sexiest NPC of the week, Tears Hand in Tears Fall. <laughs> oh! Oh! Let me look up this shiny beauty. It's five beautiful digits sticking out of the dirt in beautiful blighted lands. The only good thing this area has to bring to you. Is the hand even there anymore? I know it used to be there, but can you still? Is it still even there? The hand can relocate it. No, (laughs) not that I can see. Looking up, uh, the best thing I can get is this wonderfully painted illustration of Tears Fall from the Wowpedia. I'll make sure to put it in the chat here, but I do not think there's a physical model in-game. What does the lore say about where the hand went? Did someone steal it? Dude, because his tears alive, so he fucking needed it, didn't he? That's gotta be it. He gave him the old rope-a-dope. They cut off his hand, he goes, Oh no, this blows! And then he snuck around and he got it again. He's like, hey, 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 the silver hand? What a bunch of losers. I'd never have a silver hand. 
paid for by the Scarlet Crusade. Poor here. Well, you know what we got to do? We got to go dig up that beautiful, beautiful hand. Because, I mean, it's sad that he was buried within the area known as Tears Fall Glade. That's where, that's where the hand is. Because they were living in Tears Hand nearby Tears Bay. <laughs> now, I, I don't know about you guys, but I would love to be Tears Bay. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Boo, boo. <laughs> if I could, like, just get my get my hand on Tears Hand, um... You you just like use that as like a dildo or something? What is that word? A ghost job? <laughs> yeah, where you sit on your hand. You, oh, do you think he does that too? He's like, I don't even have to sit on it. I, I just put my little wiener there, and it's always nice and cold. Okay, and later he says he was buried within the area, and now known as Tearsfall Glades. Like I said before, so. Couldn't we just dig it up? Couldn't we just excavate it to make sure he's really there and not, you know, somewhere else? <laughs> not in a prison? I'm just imagining, just imagining a horny archaeologist who, like, hits, like, a little bit of tears. hands like, oh, my God, the hand's here, the hand's here. And then it takes them years. They finally dig up the whole thing. And it's like, oh, I can finally fuck it. Also, isn't it, like, a trope uh, when you're faking someone's death to, like, leave a part of them there? Ooh, very true. Yeah, you can't prove his body wasn't there. Had the seeds. Okay, now now this this section is completely unconfirmed. This is a memory that I swear I remember hearing twice before, but it could be false. I swear to God that I remember hearing that Alex Afrazi Osby wanted Tyr to not really be dead, but he wanted him to be instead one of the lieutenants uh, commanded by Yaxaran, uh, or commanded like somewhere down the line. And everyone said... No, that's fucking stupid. We're not going to make Tyr into a, a corrupted being that's a void man. But what if instead they were like, but instead we'll put him in a prison underground, under Tyr's Fall Glades, where nobody would look for him. So may, there, may, there may already be precedents for this story maybe existing prior. What if Afrasiasby works at God of War Studios and he, he gets his idea finally? God, can you imagine... <laughs> ousted for being sexual predator and there's well you know what that happens in the industry much more than i'd like to admit i just want to wrap up this segment with saying that tears hand of course we're talking about the physical uh member of his body yes yes but also tears hand is a city which is run by scarlet crusader brigitte abendis and i'd love to abend her over and show her this hey hey the sexiest <laughs> npc of the week segment that's next all week. i'm saying that's next week all i'm saying is uh keep your eyes peeled for lady onslaught brigitte abendis okay okay so wait <laughs> so i'm i'm reading about no, I was just going to say, before before you get into that, like, why the fuck not? Let's just name two sexiest NPCs. We need to catch up here. Let's do it. Put her on the list. Say it. Bring her in. Bring her in. Hi, General Brigitte Abendis. You are our additional sexiest NPC of the week. Oh. You're just as sexy. You're on the, I haven't seen you, nor have I seen Tears Hand, so I'm just, you know what? You, you look, your name is fucking Ballin', girl. There's nothing sexier than having to... You know, have all of it left up to our imagination, so... <laughs> well, I'm looking at the picture of Brigitte Abendis, and she's got a cool flaming axe. She's Scarlet Crusade, which you know we love them, other than their apparent racism. 
Whoa! And she's in the Ashbringer comic, where she looks distinctly worse. Well, she's still our sexiest NPC, that's for sure. We love her. She's great. I love the fact that she always just kind of shows up whenever you go by there. She's in, like, 17 expansions, and each time gets one sentence. You know, and, like, this is some very important, like, uh, ginger representation in our sexiest NPC of the week, you know? Guys, Tear. I don't think Tear's dead. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna land on this. So I don't think Tyr's dead. So Tyr lost his hand fighting Galakrond, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He had his hand replaced. It, it was it was yeah, I would say it was bitted off. And now his hand was replaced by Yolten. Yolten is a Titanic Watcher that walks in the Dragon Blight as if he had some purpose to his stride. He is considered to be a Titanic Mystery of Northrend. He and Tyr were close friends. He has no noteworthy drops. Why would they add that to that? That's mean. Okay, so he forged and helped Tyr replace his hand with silver. So they, you know, they were such good bros. He was working with his hand, with him. Uh, when the Burning Legion invaded, uh, Jotun killed Galford, who was carrying a spark of Tyr. So he was like, "Oh, my friend, my friend." I guess you had to beat him up, and he gave you the spark, whatever. In the novels, Muradin is trying to find Jotun. Again, who made Tyr's hand. The three bronze spirits walked the path of the Titans looking for him, but he was nowhere to be found. Magni wondered if perhaps Loken's defeat broke Jotun's curse. When they visited Thorum in the Temple of Storms, the Keeper also didn't know what happened to Jotun. Jotun was missing. He's We don't even know where he is. And he's Tyr's best friend? They're together. He's looking for Tyr. Yeah, you know, the Titans were like, uh, we gotta cover our tracks here, so we also gotta take out his best friend, because he uh, he would be looking for him. I think we're gonna see Jotun in Dragonflight. That's my Hail Mary. Is Jotun a sexist NPC? <laughs> he can make you a silver pister. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I need, we've been playing fast and loose. I need a little, I need to know a little bit more about Jotun. But maybe oh, next oh, time. Oh, but Miss Yolanda Bender over <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, her name is Abendis. That is both a bend over and a dis dick joke. That was too good to pass up, just like she is. Yotin these nuts, man. Yotin these nuts. <laughs> Yotin these nuts. We'll tell you what, keep that, that, keep that one fresh on your mind. Next week, we'll come back and hit you with that sweet, sweet Yotin segment. Can't wait. I mean, we know that Yotin gives a good hand. <laughs> Do people say that? Oh yeah. Oh, they give great hand. Not <laughs> Stellar handiwork from that one. I haven't seen a hand like this since Jotun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep going, girl. You're giving me that good Jotun. <laughs> Instead of like head or brain or whatever. It's like, oh, oh, I'm about to yot. <laughs> you yot yot my scrote, girl. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, yo, don't worry, baby. We're coming back for you. We're coming back for you, baby. I... Wait. 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 Where is this at? I'm sorry, everybody. I don't mean to go back to Jotun. Remember how I told you this happened in a story? Yes. After the war against the Jailer. The war against the Jailer. They went looking for Jotun. What do you mean? When did they go looking for Jotun? Oh my, it's in, it's in Exploring Azeroth Northrend. What the fuck? It's in the, the book that hasn't come out yet. This book comes out the 15th. Guys, 
Holy shit, Tyr's alive. So Jotun is literally looking for Tyr. Or he's wandering. Mmm. So this book comes out in like five days, and I'm immediately adding this to my Amazon fucking buying list. Holy shit. Is this the one that was controversial for one reason or another, or was that the Kalimdor No, that was exploring Kalimdor. Because it was controversial because while they were exploring Kalimdor, they had to come to terms with the fact that, like, half the Horde races are (laughs) racial caricatures. I am really curious to see who writes this one. Because under the... Oh, they're written from Muradin's... Okay, there's a mistakes and inconsistency section about this book. And then they even have a little footnote. Given the fact that the entries are written from Muradin's point of view... Sorry, Muradin's point of view. Yeah, I was like, who? These could theoretically be considered as in-universe mistakes instead of retcons. All the way down, the very last mistakes says, the Titan Forged lineage chart has the Vrykul, Giants, and Earthen coming from the Titans directly. They were actually created by the Keepers using the Forge of Wills, unless we're getting some information clarification from the Northrend Chronicle. Oh, we got a picture of the chart. Oh my god, Muradin ha- has such cute little handwriting. I'm posting this in host chat. Look at this. So at the very top is Titans, and then it goes, branches off into Earthen, Vrykula, Giants, and Watchers. And from each of those, like, the Dark Iron Dwarfs came from the Earth and they came from the Titans. It kind of like goes in lineages like that. Loken made the Iron Giants, Iron Vrykula's Iron Dwarfs, but he didn't make the Dark Iron Dwarfs? Hmm... I I appreciate Mimiron's, uh He did not want to mess around. <laughs> My man Mimiron made mechanomes, who made gnomes, who create who turn themselves into mechagon mechanomes. <laughs> it's like if it's not broke, why fix it? I mean, we we saw that that storyline happen right before our faces on mechagon. Um, people that's very true. Like the the gnomes wanting to recreate themselves after the mechanome. So I mean. <laughs> I guess we saw that reversal. Also, when are when are the humans? When are the Vicruel gonna you know make something new? All they made was humans. Those snoozers, pop out something else. Come on, you guys are the only ones who aren't doing anything. I'm now super excited for this book. Holy shit! I think I think we may have unearthed something here. If you know what I'm Vicruelin about. <laughs> Um, anyway, back to what we originally were trying to talk about, which was the physical collector's edition coming in the mail, like, 20 (laughs) minutes ago. So there's an art book inside that has even more lore. It's not, like, that crazy of lore. It's just, like, random sentences of things that, like, you wouldn't know. Like, like, we knew that Sinjagrosa was gonna be involved in Dragonflight, right? And this very quick page just shows some beautiful, like, snow scenery, and then it says... Prior to sealing the Azure Archives to fight in the War of the Ancients, Sindragrosa created a simulchrome to maintain her beloved home with a final message for Malagos should the worst come to pass. As she suspected, the Prime Consort never returned. Tragically, in his all-consuming grief over the decimation of the Blue Dragonflight by the betrayal of Neltherion, neither did Malagos. So whatever that we're looking for in her in her little library was some kind of urgent message of like things for him to do now that she's been gone. Probably like arcane old secrets or things he didn't even know mm. about. So we're gonna fucking find that shit, basically. 
I have a feeling this expansion is basically going to be the Azerothians finding out that everything that they know is a lie. <laughs> I think so too. And I, Which yeah. the audience loves. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know people really appreciate when you say, remember everything you knew? It's different. People are so bad at like deciphering like full on retcons from just like things that could be like logically explained. Like, yeah, they're kind of the same, but if they can if, if they can be explained in a well way, who gives a shit? It's 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 the history of the book that they're creating. Yeah, my 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 big thing is Titan stuff, dragon stuff is so vague that it's like you're like, oh, there was a secret bonus message that Sindragosa had. And it's like, well, I know maybe two things about her what's a third and you know you know it's it's like i feel like they've actually been thinking about this for a while because right when the first chronicle came out like when they announced that the first chronicle was coming out they basically said this is written from the perspective of the titans and like everyone was a little bit confused about what that meant and they're like well why should that matter like the titans made us right Right? <laughs> the Titans made us, right? Yeah, they were, like, kind of cagey about it. They were weird. They were giving those weird answers where you're like, why is that guy being so weird? And then, like, eight years later, you're like, oh, my God, he was trying to kill me. Like, you figure it out the whole time, you know? Yeah, so the Chronicle was uh, released in 2016. It was probably being worked on several years before that. So it's like, they've definitely at least had this idea planned since then, I'm sure. So I, I just bookmarked, like, another page that I thought was interesting. So, like, it's, like, artwork of inside the Titan facility with our our buddy Stony Tony. What's his real name? Ooh. If you can get that one, guys. Trivia points for... You get one bonus point for your next time warp for the name for the real name of Stony Tony. Ready? Go. Um, I mean, I can look him no, up. No, I can't. I have no concept of what his name is, honestly. Because I, I, I feel like as soon as they told us his name, everyone was just like... Fuck that! We're gonna come up with new Coronos. nicknames. I was gonna say it was, it was some kind of it was close to Chronos was what I was thinking. Yeah, it was Coronos. K O R O. I'm sorry. K O R A N O S. Coronos, and he will be one of the main NPCs in 10.0, according to this April 20th, 2022 R slash post. And I'm sure very, very quickly will be a sexiest NPC of the week. We got a lot of hard jokes we can make there. Oh, you know it. I've got this picture of him looking it up. Looking up, closing his eyes, just begging for a facial. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> a moss a moss facial. It's like a treatment at the spa they get for the stone. It makes sense. Okay, anyway, back to this book. So it's showing the inside of Tearhold. It's just like Titan circles and machinery and sparks. I don't know what I'm looking at. Within the lower levels of Tearhold lie the halls of infusion. Designed by the Titan Forge. The structure is lined with countless rooms and hidden chambers, most of them playing a part in the evolutionary machine that empowered Protodrakes to become the five dragonflights of the modern world. Yet not all chambers found within Tearhold were focused on this main purpose. Many places inside are also devoted to the maintenance of Titan Forge caretakers, whatever, where they live. Okay, I'm sorry. How many rooms are dedicated to evolving proto drakes into aspect dragons? Excuse me. Wait, no. Legitimately, how many did you say? It says most. <laughs> most. <laughs> it's it's they they looked online. They saw the most optimum thing they can do with their setup is proto dragon to standard dragon transformation, and they said, "Okay, that's going to be my whole farm. I'm going to have that, and then two 
apple trees. Is this like the first research laboratory where they're like, how can we change this animal into becoming this animal, a more well-organized animal? That's kind of what it seems like. It seems like everything was kind of just created. Wait, hmm. Wasn't their whole thing that they didn't want any other dragons to know how much the Titans helped them? Didn't they didn't they lie to the dragon flights to not tell them how much the dragons like they told them that, that Titans created them. They told all of them that dragons that Titans created them. Yes, I believe right? so. It's been a second since we reflected on it, but yeah. I think they wanted to downplay Galacron's impact in the narrative. It's so weird. There's there I'm Cannot wait to see what the fuck this shit means. Normally, normally as the shit comes out in past expansions, I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be so cool. And then what happens? It never happens. I this time feels different. I feel like we're getting a lot of information about these things more so than we normally would. Um, this article just says that they that the proto dragons, which the dragons evolved from, were descendants of the elements in general yeah they like came like out of the and the, that's why the primalists are mad they want us to return to like that like pre-life basically so we just <laughs> the titans basically forcibly advanced civilizations so they could be their army slaves <laughs> that's pretty fucked up but later in this article it does say that galakron is known as the progenitor of dragon kind mm. well i'm sure as i read this book more I will have more tidbits, or Wahid will post a fucking article with all the shits, and they'll fucking make wild speculations. <laughs> for for us who didn't get the bonus editions, that we can sneak onto Wowhead and filch the information. Cubbybub met Santa Claus today. What? Where? She did at the mall. It was the real Santa Claus. He said so. He's a little early, isn't he? That's what I was thinking. I said, Sandy, there's no snow. It's not even your month. But he's posted up because he said, ho, 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 you know me. There's one thing I love. It's capitalism. I was going to say, you know, Mariah Carey said that it's time. So I guess it has to be time. He said it's going to be a green Christmas. And I don't mean just because of global warming. I mean, I'm getting fucking paid. And then he hit her in the face with a stack of hundos. And I don't think that was very nice. In fact, I think that's pretty naughty. That's fucked up, yo. You know what else is fucked up? Uh, Let's bring this little episode to a close. What do you say, fellas? Oh, you want to do a top two, bada boom, medium, I will start us off this week if that's what you're implying. Okay, (laughs) that's what I wanted. My top two is... Oh, my physical condition is finally here, and I have a new mouse pad, because you know I've been rocking the World of Warcraft Shadowlands Ooh. 1 for two years, two, four, Ooh, four years. Does it, does it have, a, does it have like, a, a big butt wrist protector? No, I wish. Actually, I don't wish. I don't like those very much. I feel like my hand feels weird when I use them. It took forever to get used to the one that I have, but now I'm ruined. It's probably good to use it, right? It's only can only be good to use the protector. Probably, yeah. I don't I do not hurt my wrist as much as I used to do when I was laptop gaming back in college. No, it's just it's just the, the one from the old box. The old box. The one from two years ago. With, you know, like the Orbos picture of you know, the Shadowlands uh 
ICC and Oribos touching tips. That's kind of hot. I mean, it's kind of sad that that's going to have to go away. Uh, but... but I'm literally replacing it with Alex Straza's big tits. <laughs> because that would, though they, they don't bump up like off the edge, she's in the perfect position to where I will 100% be, get to see her cleavage while I game at all times. Yeah, we're having a live changing of the guard here when he is replacing his uh, Shadowlands mouse pad with his Dragonflight mouse pad. Also, um, since Shadowlands came out, we've had like the Dragon, I mean the the Shadowlands pins displayed on a shelf next to us. I guess we can replace them with the the Dragonflight ones. Yeah, the Covenant pins can come down, and I think I can finally wear them. You know, it's it's not fun to wear Covenant pins when they're current, but I think seeing somebody on the street with a fucking, like, Night Face symbol, or that Necrolord green crystal, they'd be like, wait a minute, what was that? Did I just see what I think I saw? James, what was that? <laughs> what about you, Aaron? What's your TTBBMM? Well, once ever so long ago i celebrated the fact that i got all of the heritage armors and then i said all of the alliance ones i'll never get the horde guys lol well i have come here to rectify that today i have finished kissing Akechi, the tauren druid and i have all of the horde heritage I'm armors. sorry what was that name oh boy. what was that name his name was kissing Akechi, who is the rival slash gay lover character from Persona 5. Okay, got it. I was like, what about what uh, Cubby, Cubby Bub was playing Persona 5 while I started this character, and she said, what are you going to name him? And I said, I don't know. I don't fucking care about this guy. So I said, I'll just name him after the guy who was on the screen. <laughs> also, he was feral. Uh, it I, I did not like it as much as Rogue, but it's fine. I mean, this is the time to take advantage of, like, the quick leveling as well, so. Yeah. Mm, yeah, he got boosted by that 50% for most of it, and then the 87% for the last two days of his life. It was great. <sighs> I helped Bane fight a big, nasty demon guy. I saw his parents. I got a toy where a Kodo can hang out with me now, and I said, too bad, and I ran off. Thunder Bluff and snapped his little ankles, and I'm never coming back. Poor Kishin Akechi's. <laughs> Poor Kissin Akechi. He needs some kisses. Ideally, from Akechi Goro. But immunization, what is your TTBBMM? I'm gonna make it a trifecta with a top two, baby. Triple top two. And it's just overall that we are approaching the end of pre-patch, but like in particular, we are entering phase two of pre-patch, which is, in my opinion, the more exciting part where we will have evokers, we'll have a new dungeon. Personally, I will feel a lot more of a reason to log on. Um, I'm going to be <laughs> It's been a little making... slow as of late. Yeah, so I'm excited to like actually have like a... Uh a new class to create, to level up, actually experience that in uh, Wow Yum Live. And, you know, just mess around in a new dungeon and see, like, what's happening there. I also assume probably our guild will be, like, figuring out what we're going to be doing for Dragonflight because that's coming up, like, really quickly. Hell yeah. I also have a sneak peek for a huge, another future sexiest NPC. Everybody, I just want you to imagine the hottest centaur, male centaur you could, named Maruk Thousand Boner. Oh, 
<laughs> that is too many, if I may be fair. Okay, um, Slidewhistle didn't even stretch it that much. His last name is Thousand Bones. He got a lot of bones, and he got a lot of ladies to hand him out to. <laughs> Line up! I need a large number of ladies to satiate my thousand bones. Help! <laughs> that's, that's what I'd say if I saw a thousand boners all at once. Help! Help! But you know who's been helping us financially? It's our... Patreon patrons. They include Command Sergeant Major Tizurla, fourth host of the Podcaster Monkey. Ahoy Vince, aka Nathanos killed himself to see Sylvanas and she won't even pick up the phone. NSYNC slash Drag Race, Azarin, Mitch, who wants the pod to know that the hunters of Unomas are burly boys. Crucifix, Cardike, Saracen Hawk, Three Duck, Defend Razagath! Yes, we are Razagathians once again! Yeah, Razagathians, rise up, baby. Rise up. Gershi squirts. A squirt. Hoax, asking Growlina to say, for the horde. Vanderlyle, generational talent. Smurf, debased god. Slide Whistle says. Huck Craig. Chris M. And Will, a.k.a. Tire, trade chat's fallen father. If you want to join our lovely patrons, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash do not relent. We're recording an episode literally one second after this one ends, where we're going to be even drunker. I'm going to smoke three blunts, and I'm going to do a handstand for the entire 35 minutes. Can he do it? Probably can't. I probably won't do it. I'll probably do the first one. Maybe the second one. (laughs) Please please don't drink and smoke while you're doing a handstand. Please do one and then the other. (laughs) Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to send us your crazy tier theories, I'd love to hear them at do not relent pod. We, at we call them theories. Theories. <laughs> do not relent pod at gmail.com or email me personally at navarracoffin at gmail.com. I mean, you made a face. What was that face, huh? What was that fucking face mean? I'm still thinking about how good Teary was. <laughs> uh, what about you cats? Where can they find your litter? Well, my litter box is found online and Twitter at New Era Alex. Um, You can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. Uh, You can go to our Discord server at Do Not Relent.com. You can find my litter box in the weird closet where we keep the board games and the Christmas decorations. You can find me on Twitter at TheBigAcheesy. You can find the show's literary musings at DoNotRelent.LiveJournal.com and come watch me on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash AaronDNR. Big shout out to our Democratic voters for shitting on the red wave, baby! Let's go! Second most successful since 2001! Oh, red wave? More like kind of very little pink sprinkle. Red wave? More like red bath. Never mind! Gen Z went like 68% Democratic on the fucking balloting. (laughs) Get fucked. Alright, see you guys next week. And remember... Another down! Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.